Hi, Balance Fam. Thank you for tuning in to another bonus episode of the show. As always, I just want to thank you for tuning in and listening. It means the world to me. I want to thank you for engaging with me on social media. I want to thank you for retweeting and sharing with your friends. It means a lot to me. So we're just going to go ahead and jump in. So in today's episode, we will be discussing Bald and the Beautiful, General Hospital, and Young and the Restless in that order. So we're just going to go ahead and start with Bold and the Beautiful. So Brooke was, she kept repeating to Ridge, I lost you. You're no longer mine. So since when have you cared about respecting marriages and relationships? Like, let's think about it here. Your daughter, Hope, her father is your other daughter's ex-husband. So let's not act like you have, you know, a set, set of morals and that you respect commitment. Like, it was just so laughable. Like, she even messed around with Bill several times, even most recently when he was married or with her sister, Katie. So just stop it. You know, she just sounds ridiculous. And the that's wrong part that she said, that really took me out. Like, girl, bye. So just kind of separating from that for a little bit. So I really want Steffi to take down that picture of her and Liam. Like, I wanted them to be in game, you know, but obviously they won't be. So let's just have, like, stop having Steffi look so pathetic, you know? And I definitely want Quinn's, like, plan to backfire on her. And not because I'm, like, pro-Brooke or anything. It's just because it's stupid. Like, I want Eric to divorce her so that she can be free to be with Ridge. And I think I said that on the previous episode that I'm definitely kind of, like, a Ridge and Quinn fan. So, I mean, I would just prefer to go that route. At least for a little bit. So, you know, Bold and the Beautiful, I've noticed, it reminds me of kind of like Tyler Perry's work in the sense that there's a lot of repetition of lines and it kind of keeps the show stagnant and I get for bold and beautiful in part it's related to being a 30 minute show but still you know mm. but I think there was a moment on the show where I can't remember which characters it was but they were going tit for tat but it was Ridge and Brooke actually so yeah circling back to them they were going tit for tat comparing things they've done to each other done you know bad or whatever and just in that moment I was just reminded of that Corinthians verse that talks about how love keeps no record of wrongs but you know maybe this isn't love but anyways so yeah I'm just screaming like I told y'all I'm caught up so I see Bill as the cause of Steffi's accident and that just had me screaming like I just don't even have the words for it and let me say like since I'm over here telling my favorite ships I'm team still all the way forever will be um they were my original love story I just settled for steam like I know I said earlier I wanted steam to be in game but that was only because I didn't get still you know but ultimately if I could have it my way still would be number one I hate that neither of them worked out and I just really hate like just going back to still how they just torched and torpedoed that like I hate that to this day and just all for another retread of Katie and Bill that just is hollow and honestly pathetic on Katie's part. Like, I just want them separated forever. <laughs> honestly, I never really liked them together. I never did. Even the wedding in front of her old house. Like, I just never felt that chemistry. It was just never there for me. And, you know, if Brill, if Brill happens again, like, you know, sure, go for it. For me, there will never be bridge again. And I say that, like, I accept Thorsten as a recast, but just even still, he'll never quite be Ridge for me. Like, capturing that magic that Ron Moss and Catherine Kelly Lang had, like, you can't do it. It just can't be matched, you know? It just can't. 
So just also just discussing something that I've seen this week. So Carter, he's still fine. Like I told y'all, I'm just catching up. So I see Carter still around and he's still fine. Um, I liked Zoe's outfit that she had on or Zoe, I think her name is. But let's be real. There's no reason why Carter, a corporate lawyer, is in the CEO's office shirtless. Like so contrived. But like I said, he's fine. So I don't quite mind. But still, you got to call it out. I see that Carter and Zoe are being like set up to be a thing. And I mean, I'm here for it. I think he deserves a love interest. He's never really had one, though. I am concerned about the age difference. And maybe y'all can help me out with that. Um, so I know he used to date Maya. And now, you know, he's his love interest is Zoe, which is, you know, the same age as his sister, like as Maya's sister, right? Like I'm picturing Zoe. Yeah. in the same age group as Nicole or even maybe so younger Nicole since you know Nicole outgrew the whole intern thing years ago working for Forrester and then Zoe came in you know after Nicole as a new intern so actually she might be younger than Maya's sister so to go from Maya being your love interest to like Zoe who might be even younger than Nicole that's a little odd for me so but you know one relationship that I always wanted to fully see develop Pearson Ford when he played Thomas I wanted to see him and Sasha like that character you know the one that was trying to get Zenday from Nicole I've always wanted to see them together and I hate that that's not going to be a thing anymore to me they had stellar chemistry stellar chemistry awesome so that wraps up all of my thoughts on Bold and the Beautiful so I'm going to go ahead now and jump to General Hospital so yeah, now shifting back to GH. So Brando, Harmony knows him, right? So that makes him like automatically sketchy in my book. And I know this week, you know, there's been a lot of reference. Is he sketchy or not? You know, but he did tell. I didn't know at first. I thought that he didn't. But then I saw that later, Sonny said that he told them about meeting with Cyrus or Cyrus coming by the shop. So, you know, but there's that whole thing that we know Cyrus is behind the accident with Jason. He messed with the stabilizer, you know, did Brando know anything about that? I don't know. But I can see him being shady. But I can also see Brando's storyline going somewhere else. And we'll get to that later. Um, I just want to touch on the Brooklyn recast really quick. Like I just mentioned Bowling the Beautiful. And the actress. Like her face. Like she just reminds me of the actress who plays Katie. You know Heather Tom. Like I don't know if y'all see it. But that's just something that I've noticed. So I'm just curious to see if y'all see it too. And then, you know, they're discussing all the shares that were being um, sold, like Maya sold hers, Sky sold a lot of the rays, and I think her shares. And just for me, just the mentioning of those characters just reminded me of the rich history of them all and how they could so be worked into the canvas. You know, I would love to see Sky again. Like, I would like to see Lila Ray all grown up. Maybe she could be in this teen set, you know, because... Let's see, no, it's equal with two girls and the two boys. So maybe they would be like a bit out if you did add Lila Ray. But still, I mean, you could just add another one because you have to build up the next generation and the new legacy of the show. But anyway, I'd just like to see them back. And I would like to see Maya back as well. Like I know the wards were very integral to General Hospital. I didn't, I go, I was a kid, like when the wards were a huge thing on General Hospital. I might not even be born at the start of it or I might have been born, but like, you know like a baby toddler so I didn't get to see that play out and I did like Maya when she was on and you know she dated Ethan so I would just love to see her back the actress or if not just the character itself just tapping into the rich history of GH because sometimes I feel like that's lost the history the richness and there's characters that they focus on or storylines that they produce that just aren't necessary or 
favorable. Like, I don't know. I just feel like energy and attention and storylines can be directed elsewhere. But hey, that's just my mini rant. So speaking of mini rants, so just really briefly, I know she said she was following the law and that was the whole thing. But for the parole officer, Dolores, I just kind of hated that stereotype, like the angry, bitter black woman, like with the parole officer. I mean, that stereotype was in there. And I mean, even like Epiphany's always seen as the voice of reason, but she's always that tough, hard, you know, hard nut to crack character. I just want, you know black women to always be given that same level of gentleness that same level of vulnerability you know and I think they might have tapped into that a little bit with Epiphany I know we saw when her son Stan died but I think they were tapping into again when she alluded to Jason like her reasons and having secrets of her own and things of that nature I just want to see that you know just let black women be don't be stereotypical But just also another note, just makeup wise, and I want to take this moment to highlight it because it is an issue in Hollywood and it's an issue with GH's makeup department. And this is just, again, an overall Hollywood thing. But for the parole officer, and there were even moments with Jordan, their makeup is off. You know, their faces are just way darker than their necks and, and even, you know, their chest area. And I'm sure all women know, like, your makeup needs to match in that area. But it's also a a giveaway that you're using the wrong foundation. And that's because, like, you know, you don't have black hairstylists and makeup artists in Hollywood. You know, like Victoria Rowell from Young and the Restless always spoke about having to go somewhere and drive to get her hair done. Like, it just shouldn't be that way. And I know to some it may seem minuscule, but it's just really a bigger issue I want y'all to sit with. I'm not going to dive in it too much because, you know, this is the route I want to go with this episode. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I also hate the dynamics of her replacement. And I'll just let you sit and think on what I mean by that. So anyway, just more shifting into talking about GH even more. So Curtis, you know, that moment where he threatened and gained a brief and I'm pretty sure brief upper hand on Cyrus. It was sexy. It was a turn on, you know, but it also shows weakness that Sonny and Jason didn't gather that intel, though, that Cyrus had someone he cared about, that he had that vulnerability. And I get Sonny has been distracted, but, you know, it just shows they're lacking and just how Cyrus is just like just what is the word I can't even think but just bulldozing his way into everything and just making his mark and they're just sitting here on the sidelines letting it happen not doing anything but I think that's also what makes it interesting because Cyrus over here he's stacking his chips you know he has rebranded his reputation through press conference through donations through working with the nurses ball and I mean he's just all up and through and Sonny's just not finding out he donates to GH he has that wing I think named after Stone or whatever and here he is making plays in your areas, your arenas, you know. So there's that. So I am interested to see where that storyline goes. I know I was on the boards yesterday and I visit SoapCentral.com just so y'all know. And someone mentioned they wanted the Sakaras back. And I get it. I actually love the Sakara family and I hate that they're gone. I love them all. Anthony, Claudia, and Johnny. And I wish it, you know, (laughs) I don't even know where, I can't even remember where Johnny's character left off at or what was going on. I know he was in trouble. Maybe he ran away. I don't know. I know there's a fire with Lulu trapped inside. I don't know. I can't remember. And I know, of course, Claudia was killed by Michael. And I think Anthony's character, was he killed by Tracy or something? He was married to Tracy. I don't know. I can't remember his ending. But I know he was dead and he haunted Johnny for a little bit. But I think what people miss is just that formidable foe against Sonny. Like, I love Maurice Bernard and I love the character of Sonny. You know, even though sometimes he'll be trying to even for me, especially when he's so mean to Ava sometimes. But, you know, I do want to see that formidable foe. 
And that's what I like about Cyrus. He's stacking up, I think, to be a formidable foe. I think he's, like, playing, like, the long-term game. Like, he's stacking, you know, making his way into all these different organizations. He's making himself look good to people. And then he's going to go in for the kill. But that's just me. Anyway, Nell is such a narcissist. Like, the way she was going after Marty, like, the lawyer, and just, like, saying he set her up and she was going to win. And it's, it's like, man, just true narcissism. But yeah, I hope Marty just royally screws her over and just makes him, I'm, I hope like he, I mean, right now, you know, with everything that happened with Nell falling off and presumably being dead, but we all know she's not dead. And so plan, nobody's like really officially dead. Like, you know, they can always come back from the dead, except for Nathan. And y'all remember, and that's something I had the pleasure of gracing and doing a crossover with another GH podcast this past week. And I brought up Nathan because I remember like they had him in the casket and you saw him being lowered into the ground. And that was my first time seeing a soap opera like go that far. So for him, I don't think you could ever bring him back from the dead, even though I prefer it because I would prefer him with Maxi than Peter, obviously. But yeah, that one that was dead and gone. But no, she's probably still alive, even though she does have that like, you know, being Michael's ex things. Everybody Michael's dates dies. So, <laughs> you know. But I'm pretty sure Nell is going to come back in some way, shape, or form. And when she does, I hope Marty, just her, her lawyer, screws her over, you know, and just makes himself more relevant to the canvas. Like, I know the actors from, I think, All My Children. And I really want to see something. I know he was briefly on Young and the Restless and I saw him on there, but I didn't get a shake of the actor. I didn't get to see him really in it, dive in and embrace the character. So I just really want to see more from him on GH and, you know, just prove his relevancy to the canvas you know so the moment that the family like the uh, quarter mains found out that valentine is a sneaky person still in the shares and that brooklyn sold hers priceless okay that's soap gold and ned saying why didn't you come to me like uh she did and that's what she said like she did come but you're just stuck on tough love you know but i did love in that moment just michael's focus on family and love because that is truly what matters in life and, you know, James Patrick Stewart, he delivered so many lines so well in the past week and a half. And I just giggled at so many of them. But I think one that just really giggled, like made me giggle the most was a line where he was like so transparent. I was invisible. Like you just live for those lighthearted moments, you know, and in this heaviness of the world, you need that lightheartedness, you know. And man, just Lucy ended up having to be the tiebreaker. I mean, <laughs> just knowing her ties to Valentine, like that was good. And I mean, that storyline is interesting. And that's there's fire in GH. And I'm here for it. And I mean, of course, with him having 51%, they should have known he's going to go for the CEO role. Like, I mean, boom. And it's just crazy. Like, just Neil. I mean, Ned. <laughs> not Neil. But Ned did all of this, you know, to become the CEO and try to assert authority from Michael for ELQ. And he just did such a poor job with this nefarious reign and it was just snatched away. Another funny line, it was outside of the courtroom where Diane's like, congratulations, Carly, not a single outburst. And Carly was like, thank you, I try. And again, just I love the actresses, I think Carolyn Hennessy and then Laura Wright. I mean, just playing well off each other, just bring, bringing that charismatic nature to it. So I definitely appreciated that. I mean, just drifting back to Brooklyn and Ned, I didn't like him picking her out. And I get that he's angry. But again, that same toughness, that same tough love and lack of support and empathy, that's what caused her to go this route you know and I know they're going the whole oh he's just like you know tapping into that Edward Quartermain name 
And I get it, but still. I also knew it wasn't going to fly with Olivia, given the Dante situation. And just in general, Olivia has always valued family. And I was with her, and I supported her all the way. And just in that moment when he put her out, I was like, how can you even put her out? Like, we all know whose house it is. It's Monica's house, you know? And I mean, even though ultimately they said Monica agreed with Ned, still in that moment, you have no authority. It's Monica's house. Like, if they remind us of that at least once or twice a year. So, you know. But I do appreciate that moment where Olivia's looking out for her, that she checked on her, gave her a place to stay, you know, things of that nature. And I also see Chase softening more. And I definitely think they're going that route. And again, Sasha's going to be the odd person out. But I have to ask, like, what was the point of Jason's accident? Like, I guess just a plot point for Valentine to get those, you know, the proxy. But I don't know. I'm over Sam's hatred of Brando. And I typed this part, like some of these things like I wanted to mention. And I typed that note for myself because it's like at the same time while I'm tired of it, it's like, is it substantiated? It just might be, you know. But yeah, I mean, like I said, though, even if he is shady, she's just doing way too much. But you want to know somebody else who's doing way too much? Sasha. Like, I know it's stressful her situation. She lost, you know, who she believes to be the love of her life. But turning to cocaine, to me, storyline is interesting, but it's also unnecessary and a little bit contrived. Just for me, um, she should if she's going to be a drug addict and do cocaine, it should have came that should have happened when the truth about, you know, her not being Nina's daughter came out. And I get it. You know, she did the cocaine because she was under pressure. She you know she needed to perform and do her great photographs for about say Crimson Vanilla Deception. But still, I mean, just for pressure and high rising emotions, if there was going to be any time for her to be a drug addict and do cocaine, it would have been then. She lost Nina. She lost Charlotte. She didn't know she's going to still have Michael. Like she didn't know if he was going to stay or go at that point. So now it just seems just kind of unnecessary but like I said I think they might be trying to phase her out which I hope not because I adore the actress who plays Sasha but yeah I mean when you got the core four young adults and like I was saying earlier when I mentioned maybe adding Lila Ray as another member of the teen set but I was like and eh, that would make five and somebody's out and I mean again like you have the core four now with the young adults and then you got Brooklyn and so that's five so someone has to be out and I guess to them Sasha is more expendable I don't know if I mention it oh I'm about to mention it right now actually so I want to give a shout out to the actress and right now her name is escaping me and I'm so sorry but the actress who's been temporarily playing the role of Brooklyn Quartermain she's great I love her presence and I love her energy and I just want to say that she's doing a great job the way she strutted on the red carpet making her interest at the nurses ball like she gave that that uppity society like I'm a boss vibes even though she's insecure and we know it she just carried that energy and and everything well so I just really wanted to give a shout out to that replacement um quick shallow note so I like the long hair look on Michael aka Chad Duel. I'm loving it it's that mature look and it's just also just kind of sexy <laughs> also the whole portrait thing um with Ava so I know the apes reference you know James Franco the actor used to play Franco the character on GH and he was also in the movie Planet of the Apes so I get the ape reference you know just throwing it back and then of course that signature graffiti that James Franco character did when he played character well the actor when he played the character Franco so I get the nod there and I mean again just nodding to GH's history which I think is great but in the end what like just like I said with Jason's accident what was the point of the whole portrait thing was it just so 
you know, Ava could overhear Lulu talking to Dustin about Nicholas's plan. I mean, I just feel like there's better ways to go about things. I don't know. I don't like the idea of Maxie being pregnant. Like, not the idea of her being pregnant, but I don't like the idea of her having Peter's baby because he's just terrible. I'm happy Tiger's alive, but he got on my nerves when he saved Nell. Like, you don't even know. Like, you actually just, you did the wrong thing. You're playing, trying to play a hero, and you actually don't understand that in that moment, Julian was actually the hero. <laughs> um, but I figured Tiger was alive because of that call with Jordan that they flashed back to, like, three times this week. But I'm also glad that Dustin and Lulu were the ones and just drifting back to Brooklyn really quick. I'm just really glad that they were able to find her, that they were the ones just given the confrontation earlier where Dustin, I mean, yeah, I get it. He was making clear that his love is for Lulu and nothing was going to happen with them. But it was just like a really like harsh moment. I don't know. I'm just a sucker and a softness for some people's. I don't know. And I'm also not like a huge fan of Dustin. And I think he's shady himself. So maybe that's another reason I didn't like the energy he gave Brooklyn earlier. And I think it was only right for them to walk in. You know, people have been the most, I mean, outside of Ned, um, hostile towards Brooklyn at the moment for them to be the ones to find her like that in such a vulnerable state. So, yeah, but I want to say I was shocked that Nell slashed her throat. Like, that was just pretty ruthless. And that's kind of different on soaps. You know, we get the infamous, especially on GH, the infamous shoulder wound. So I was looking for that or just like a stab in the side, you know, like, but slashing the throat, that's pretty ruthless. That was interesting. And the last time that we saw something like that, that was just kind of ruthless and unexpected was when Paul killed Sabrina, a.k.a. one of Michael's dead girlfriends. So, you know, for me, just speaking of weaknesses, so when Olivia told Chase, you know, that the attack was just so, it was just too risky for it to be planned, like it had to be overhearing something, it's like, why does she have to tell you that? You should have thought that yourself, like it's just showing the PCPD is weak and terrible, but we already know. So when I, I mentioned earlier that I graced, I had the presence of joining someone else for a podcast episode discussing GH. And one thing I brought up in that interview was just talking about three storylines that I wish I was able to watch in real time. And for me, I wanted to be able to see the Luke and Laura wedding in real time, just the energy and momentum behind it, because it was a huge thing in daytime television and television as a whole. I would have liked to be able to see in real time the Robin and Stone storyline. And in real time, I would have liked to be able to see the elizabeth rape storyline and meeting and getting with lucky i wish i would be able to see that in real time because i came in as a soap opera watcher as a child during the guza era so you know some of the pinnacles and great storylines of gh the classics a lot would say i didn't i wasn't around for that i didn't get to see it but for me like the metro car hostage crisis it's a classic for me it was just high impact drama i kind of miss the days where gh had like a crisis like every year you know like the train accident and the toxic falls and now that water poisoning jerry storyline was kind of eh, but i just kind of miss those crises but you know so i remember i said earlier that i was going to come back remember to brando and just how i feel he's suspicious but then also i feel like is he trying to slide into that enforcer role because he wanted to take it on so quick with jason you know like sweeping uh charlie's julian's bar and again what's the point of jason's accident because like i screamed the next scene like he's all suited and booted and all black back at the docks pier whatever it was you know and he found tagger and it's like okay so where are things going like really i mean i don't know but another bright moment of humor 
Ava. I love Mora West. I'm in a huge, huge fan of Mora West. I love the character of Ava just because of the actress. And so that's just the other point of humor was when Ava told Julian, like, you did have choices. Gun or knife. Silencer or no silencer. Like, that was just so funny to me. I loved another scene I loved this week. It wasn't humor, but it was just a moment when I was like, yes, when Portia checks Cyrus. Because, I mean, he's just running amok. Like I said, he's playing in people's faces. So I like that. And I like that we're starting to see more of her personality. And I have a feeling that she's going to be paired with Curtis really soon. So we're going to see even more of her personality, her as a love interest, and more. And I'm excited for it. Um, and then just wrapping up just about this week and just wrapping up my GH spill. So the showdown between Michael and Nell, it was the storyline towards the end. I mean, it was great. It was energy. It was soap stuff. But that showdown between Michael and Nell themselves, that was a little anticlimactic. But I did like the moment with Carly and Nell. They play well off each other, both of the actresses. So kudos to both of you. So now I'm going to shift into Young and the Restless, which gets the rest of my attention for this bonus episode. So just a few quick things. So I loved seeing Amanda and Billy in scenes together, like when they were discussing the coup. And... Michelle Morgan looks great in purple. I think the wardrobe department dresses her really well. So again, like a little bit of a shallow moment, but it is what it is. So anyway, just shifting to Chelsea Adams, Sharon. So Chelsea is and has always been insecure when it comes to Sharon. And like, it's not even like, I mean, it's understandable in a way. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, but and again, it's that insecurity because she's not really looking out for Adam's mind. It's just about not wanting him around Sharon. That's all she really cares about. Not about what he really needs to heal and move on and, you know, move forward with life. And again, like I said, I can't blame her because, you know, it's weird. Like, you know, it's his ex and someone that interfered in their relationship before. But at the same time, it's kind of like, but really, though, because she's sometimes around Nick and even still, like, she was just so recently also in love with Nick. And she paid Adam dust when she first returned. And again, I just can't forget that. So just another thing I want to say really quick. So, and there's a moment during that scene when Chelsea said to Sharon that Adam will not be needing therapy. You know what I thought? I thought that she was going to hit Sharon over the head again. You know, like she did with the, like, coffee pot back when she was fleeing Genoa City the uh, first time, you know, about a year or so ago before the actress returned. So I just thought that moment was going to happen again. I'm glad it didn't. Now the coup with Victoria selling off pieces of Newman to Jack and Billy. I feel like it should be huge and I should love it. But it didn't spark anything in me. And I'm hoping that it will. I'm hoping it causes big drama and shake up. Because my show. And I love Young and the Restless. It's my show. It needs it. I hear the ratings sometimes aren't too good lately. And I just hope the show can get back to the glory that I know it to be. Um, another shallow note really quick. Sharon Case, the actress, looked, Sharon looked great in that blue shirt that she had on. Though, I have to say, for storyline intents and purposes, she just had surgery. So I don't know if it was a great, you know, post-surgery outfit. And then in reference to Phyllis's, you know, I don't, I guess, I don't want to call it scheme because scheme has a negative connotation. But just the new venture she's trying to launch and having everyone meet at the Grand Phoenix. I liked it. I like the idea of a girl power summit. I love the idea of a girls club. I just love catering to women and just making us feel good because I feel like society doesn't value us. We aren't nurtured and loved and adored the way we need to be. And men have so many clubs and things together and 
you know, and I just feel, I just love it. I love the idea of women being able to come together somehow. And just especially on that note, I just really loved, oop, and I see on my note here, I wrote Hillary. See, I'm still thinking Hillary, y'all. But no, I love Amanda and Elena, that bonding moment between them. Like, I just love seeing black women vibe and just empower each other. And like I said, I love the idea of a girls club. So yeah, that wraps up another episode of Soap Opera Talk with me. So thank you for joining me again on this lovely Sunday. As always, I hope y'all are doing well. If things are a little shaky, I hope they get better for you. Just thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening and I'll see you next week.